just pray and thank you that we do we call upon the name of Jesus and as as simple as that is that's all you required of us to do is when you gave us that you gave us your name gave us your name so father I thank you for uh, arresting us from trying to do more than what you've asked you just simply said just call on me I'll do it I'll do it for you life is not too heavy sometimes we just carry too much so Lord Jesus I thank you for the heart to surrender I thank you for this offering of emptiness that Lord that just you fill me up that there be nothing else inside of me other than what you would want there I thank you that you're faithful and as, as the word says you're calling Emmanuel God with us you're with us Jesus thank you for being with me thank you Lord God for dealing with that by myself mentality right now in the name of Jesus I thank you for breaking that uh, mentality of isolation Lord that I know I've been gathered together with Christ I've never been alone I've never been left so Lord God I thank you that I don't have to manufacture friendship I don't have to manufacture anything other than just to open my heart and open my hands and say I thank you Jesus you're welcome in my heart you're welcome in my place at any time at all times Lord that we bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me we bless your holy name it is such a holy name Lord God that we get to come and Lord I thank you as you're dealing with us and our, our emotions and our mentality Lord God and, and we thank you Father God for the therapy and the counsel of your word Lord God I thank you Lord that we just lean right in to the counsel of God I thank you Jesus thank you Jesus that place and person to talk to to sit in your midst and let me know and remind me I am not losing my mind and father God I'm losing myself in you and spirit of the living God I thank you for ministering to our heads from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet the ministry of the gospel of Jesus and Lord God as you preparing us to be gifts that someone could use and open up Lord God that we don't have to stay closed I thank you for delivering us from this closed thank you Lord God for delivering us from whatever hurt that would make us shut down would make us be closed would make us not show as an offering from God I pray I pray for restoration and healing I thank you for deliverance from old wounds and from old attacks and Lord God, that we're going to show that this season that Jesus has given us hope to be alive again and no longer numb, but alive to Jesus. It doesn't matter that people don't know what all has happened to us, but we know that you are happening in us and we want them to see that more than anything else, more than knowing why I am the way I am. I want them to know whose I am, who I belong to. I belong to you, Jesus. I thank you for every wandering mind to be settled right now, to have a place, to be able to sit right there in the presence that Jesus and we belong to him. You said you'll be our God and we will be your people, not just a people, your people. And we thank you for that. We thank you. Lord, we, we lift up Daniel and we pray for his family. His sister passed away age 29. And, and Father, we just pray for healing and comfort for the family. I especially lift up the mother. Father, for her other daughter who has cancer, 
I, I just pray, Lord God, for strength and healing over, over the mom, especially in the whole family. But the mom, I, I just pray, Father, that the mother and father, the parents, that, Lord, it is tough to see your kids go before you do. So, Lord, I just thank you for calling them together like never before. Help us as church leaders and pastors, Lord God, give, give me the words to say, give us wisdom to be a blessing to them, to bring comfort, to bring peace. As you said, I must go away that the comforter may come. It's tough when we have to deal with that go away, but Lord, help us to respond to the comforter that is here to help us. And Lord, we just thank you that you're going to give us a word in due season to help this family. And Lord, I just thank you for blessing this time together. We thank you according to Daniel 10, 12. You heard us as we prayed the first time. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You guys may be... Awesome. Okay. Some, oh, we got folks actually responding. Okay. Thank you. Um, because if you don't believe you're a gift, um, you're going to think no one's going to want you around, right? Uh, people love gifts um, and they, they love to have someone be a gift to them and bless them. And, and so uh, probably one of our, our, our biggest things and, and, and being able to do it, you know, as I talked about earlier about you know, there are certain things that we have to deal with and certain traumas that, you know, we don't, sometimes it takes later in life to even, for things to come up to be revealed, right? You can press things down so far, and then when they come up, they start to unravel us, but it don't, you don't need to become unraveled. You confront them, deal with them, and then start letting the healing process take forth, right? Uh, so we're going to talk about be, be a gift, just be a gift. How, how, how do we do that? How do we do that? Well, I don't have any money. You don't have to have money to be a gift. In fact, it really just comes uh, from within and who we are. So everyone will open a gift this year in your life. Whoever's around you is going to open a gift. Whenever you come around, you're going to be that gift that they're going to open and, and be a part of. Uh, so in Genesis chapter 12, in, in verse 1 says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that, that I will show thee. And I will, make, I will make of these 
of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I had trouble reading this verse last night, and I, I don't want people online to think I can't read, because uh, I was struggling with it. I was like, I was, but you know, King James, they like the thee and thou you, like you can so deed and thou, you forget, like, and I was just changing words as I went, and so I thought about the verse in Revelations 19, don't add anything don't to it, don't take anything away, it's not what I'm trying to do, so I was just like, wow, what is my deal? But you notice at the beginning of that, in verse 1, he says, Abraham, you got to go and you got to leave your kindred. You know, sometimes we got to leave some folks behind. Like I, had a, I had something come up on my uh, Facebook feed of quote that God had given me, which I'm, someday I'm going to compile all of those, put it in a book, get it done. But it says like uh, yesterday people who blessed you yesterday may not have a place in your future. And you have to let them go. Because they were yesterday, that, that blessing. You did need them yesterday. You did need them at that time, but they may not have a place or a role in your future. And that's good because sometimes we struggle to let people go who are no longer in our life. Maybe you felt like we did something wrong or we made them leave or we made them do whatever. Whatever it was, they left. And if it was you that made them leave, uh, you, were, you, know, you may be just being you. You have to move on, right? In order to be a gift, you have to move on from what was a gift yesterday, to what can be a gift today, right? And got to be able to believe that in, in order to move forward. So he, God doesn't bless us so we could just say we're blessed just for ourselves, right? And understanding that whatever God blessed us with, it was the reason so we could go be a blessing. He's talking about in Matthew 25, one of the parables about the talents when he gave one five, one two, and one one. And the, one with the, people, the ones with five and two went out and did something with it. The one with one buried his talent and, and acted like he was doing a noble thing and just gave back what was given to him. God never meant for us to come here and give him back exactly what he sent us here with. Right? Because he ended up telling him, he took the one that he had and says, our wicked servant, go and give what you have. Go give what you have. Well, God, that's all I got. That's all I asked for. Is just give you, be, be a gift. Be that, be that presence uh, of, of, of what God can use for you to uh, light up somebody's day. Be a blessing in somebody's day. So, so the blessing for us to be a gift to the rest of the world, that, that's what we are, is that we're being blessed to be a blessing. Whatever your gift is, uh, uh, it, whatever it may be, that's what God is wanting you to use for his glory, right? You use that gift. You know, if you're good with your hand, you're good. And I was telling our, our mechanic, the mechanic friend that we have, and he was like, you know, I don't know what the Lord is wanting me to do. He's, I said, you're an honest mechanic. That's, that's, that's a ministry. That's a ministry. He goes, I never thought about it that way. I said, most people with their gifts is living. You're right in the midst of your calling, because people are trying to bring their cars in like, man, I'm not going to get taken advantage of. You know, and this guy just, he only charges what the cost of the parts he gets from the, you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't try to work you over. He don't try to do too much. He just does exactly what you need and move you on. And I was like, that is a ministry. Now we just need air-conditioned men, plumbers, and <laughs> everybody else to find a spot. Everyone else to find a spot to be able to get there, right? And you got to do it. So everything God has given us wasn't an accident. It wasn't by accident or, or for show. And, and sometimes we crave other gifts. I am one that crave other. I wish I could sing like every other member of my family can. I do not understand God. 
they all got height and voices. And God says, but you're the one that speaks all over the world. I said, but I want to sing too. Sometimes quiet is a gift, Pastor. Sometimes quiet is a gift. All right. So no matter how divided things get in this world, don't forget to show yourself, right? Uh, I don't have to go along with the crowd. I don't have to be a herd mentality, right? And just because I don't go along with you don't mean I can't get along with you. But just because I'm getting along with you doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to go along with you, right? I can get along with you and I go along with you because I'm going to go along with what God has told me to do. I just uh, recently heard someone say we get two things every day. We get a chance and a choice. And what you do with your chance is your choice. And you're not going to get too many more chances to make good choices. Oh, that was just incredible, incredible. And, and so even I encourage people because, you know, I've just been dealing with more details where we've been doing, you know, we went to the, to the ranch with the foster care kids. And, and just I've been dealing with a lot of kids that have been you know, some heavily abused uh, kids. You know, and sometimes we have to deep, deep, dive into other areas. And there was this, this one book by Dr. Perry. I read, read that, What Happened to You? Anybody ever, you ever ask yourself that? Like, what happened to you? Sometimes we can bury things so long that we forget what happened to you. And it's talking about those things about traumas. And it talks about those things about triggers and how certain things, if something happens, what, what fires you up. Sometimes you can be depressed and not even know why. Like you could be angry and not know why or something just comes up and, and the thing that you thought you had dealt with, uh, you, it comes back, right? And you're like, what triggered that? You know, it's like, like, like what are you just talking about this in schools? You'll see teachers like, oh my gosh. Like, and I said, you could roll up on a kid and you can, and you can try to be, you're, you're, if you get outside of your teaching just to be a gift, and now you and that kid is in conflict because something triggered him. And it's not necessarily your fault. But we have to find out what happened. Instead of, what's wrong with you? What happened to you? Like, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a powerful thing. And, and even as, as, as we were doing it, this, this, uh, this, this, this one kid, he was, some, he was a Somalian kid. Uh, um, and he, he, he was talking. He'd only joined the mentoring group two days ago. And he and I were just sitting there talking the whole time. And he was like, he goes, I believe, I believe that, like, people like you are gifts for people like me. And, and I'm thinking about this sermon the whole time because I realized, like, and I said, and you're going to be a gift to someone else, right? And he's just talking about some of the tragedies. Father had passed away about five years ago, and he was saying all the stuff he was putting his mom through by not behaving in school. It was like, he's like, I was almost like I was punishing my mom again, I was re-hurting her, and I, he's like, I had to stop. I had to stop. And I was like, yeah, you, you, know, you get to be a gift. And I said, sometimes we get well-meaning people say crazy stuff to us. When a dad passes, they say stuff like, you the man of the house. I was like, you're 13. Your mama running the house. Get in line, do what she say. You ain't no man of the house. You just need to keep using deodorant, take shower every night. That's what you need to do. But, you I mean, you've seen that, right? You've heard people do that. You've heard people say crazy stuff like that. Like, no, you need to learn how to honor the person that's still here. It's not real popular at funerals when I say stuff like that, but I wasn't showing up for a popularity contest anyway. 
right? So the enemy hates gifts. He hates gifts. That's why he was chasing down Jesus. He was trying to kill the gift. He was trying to get, kill what God made, what God had sent, what God was working on. And, and anytime your gift of, even if it's just being polite, when somebody's getting on your nerves, there's something you're supposed to deliver with it. When, with, with that deliver of patience, when your patience is being tested, that's because it's supposed to deliver something today. See, every child in the Bible that seemingly was chased down was a deliverer. Moses was a deliverer, and Jesus was a deliverer. So Herod says, we got to kill this. Pharaoh said, we got to kill this. And sometimes we look within us, and what God has put in us, sometimes we kill off the thing that could deliver somebody that day. We kill off the gift by whatever's happening in us. And so our surroundings, right, the surroundings we live in don't have to live in us. Because again, it begins to steal from that. So I have to get up and I have to go and I, I have to make it, make it happen uh, each and every day. So I was kind of, kind of uh, like getting jealous of these little kids, right? Uh, this one little girl's mother was a singer for Kirk Franklin. And so she could sing. So they all were just doing some karaoke singing. I'm thinking, well, y'all need to move around, right? You know, you need to come on down. We welcome you. And it's like, oh, so many times they have so many gifts and they were shy at first. And I was thinking like, what if you'd have hid that the entire time? Because as one did it, the next one did it. And then the other one did it. And then the other one did it. And then the other one did it. And then they all were doing it because someone was bold enough to step up first. And so we got to be bold enough to step up first. Well, so what we have to be quick, we have to be quick to bounce back from a setback. Be quick to bounce back from a setback uh, because the longer we linger, it will make us not want to walk in all that God has for us in our life, causing the grieving to become a spear. We talked about this according to 2 Timothy 1.7, that God did not give us a spirit of fear, of love, power, and a sound mind. Now, that don't mean we won't have some things that will not make us afraid, but we don't stay afraid. That makes sense to you? Because if you stay afraid, it goes from a moment to a spirit. And the minute it turns into a spirit, it becomes a lifestyle, right? So people can be spiritually engulfed in fear or spiritually engulfed in doubt. You ever met someone just spiritually negative? Like it's so deep, they can't ever be happy about anything, right? So spiritually, so you have to go in and, you know, <laughs> you have to break that spirit, right? And the spirit is quenched through unwillingness. So I don't want to get up and I don't want to show anything other than this. I, I like to make sure people see lots of energy and lots of excitement uh, in my life. It's, it's a, it's now has become part of my spirit to be excited, to be joyful, to be loud. And no matter how many kids I'm around, no matter how many people I'm around, I want you to see the joy. And then there's times it turns off, like when I'm on a plane. There's absolutely nothing funny about being on a plane because you got to sit there. You can't get up. And yeah, and then you got your mask on and I start sweating out of my eyes, look like I'm crying, like, like I just broke up with the family or something. And it's, and it's like, I mean, the minute I get off that thing and get in my rental car, I'm like, ah! That's the first thing I do is I scream. I let it all out and reload, right? Romans chapter 12, verse 1, love this. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And you think about that. What is a living sacrifice? It, it, part of a living sacrifice means that you keep these things alive. 
right? You had to keep, keep that hope a part of your life. Keep that, that the, the, the growth of you alive. Present that as living. Don't present it as once was. I used to be a happy person. I used to be a, mm-mm. present that as living now, right? And if you buried it, go dig it up. Present your peace. Present you. I used to be a loving person. I used to be excited about Christmas. I'm excited about Christmas. I actually told them what I want this year. Of course, since I work from home, I got to see it all come in. I'm going to open it with a smile on my face. I didn't know. So when people see you, they should be like, oh my gosh, you're a gift. It's like the little kindergartner goes, oh, for me. And I was like, yes, for the next 30 minutes for you. After that, I got to go. But never allow the enemy to cause you to question whether God loves you or make you uh, feel like you are not worth offering who you are to the believer, as a believer to this world, right? And so sometimes if I feel like I'm worthless, what do I want to do? I want to go home, straight home. And go in the house and not, I don't want to expose anybody to this. Like, you ever been so down you don't want to infect the rest of the world? <laughs> and God says, right, greater is he that I'm in you. Why are you down? Get up and go and spread that. But we go home and then we, we maybe we pour it out on our family, which is, <laughs> you'd be better off doing it to a stranger. All right. But so we come back and we go like, hey, God, uh, I want to present myself as a living sacrifice. I don't, I don't want to go. I, I just had the weekend. I don't want to go tomorrow. I don't want to go into work as a dead, joyful person just because it's Monday. I want to be. A, you got, does it not take sacrifice to smile on Monday and want to be as a sacrifice? The Bible says a sacrifice of praise. That is a sacrifice. To praise God. It's a sacrifice to praise God when things are not going well. That's why it's called a sacrifice of praise. God can't add any fire to what we're unwilling to sacrifice. He only adds fire to sacrifices. So if we don't sacrifice, if my giving doesn't sacrifice me anything, there's no fire on it. It's not going to burn very long. Amen. Thank you. So if my giving does not have any sacrifice, you're not going to burn. High five. So we want to make sure that we're in it. There's a, there's a great, and we're going to play it at the end of service, that uh, Maverick City Christmas, uh, Mary Did You Know. If you guys ever heard, you ever heard the original one was by Michael English. It's a little Michael English, but they did it Oh. Oh, uh, yeah, I was, I was telling Miss Pamela, like, I'd got in her house, and, and I was, like, sitting in the driveway, just listening. Mary, did you know? Did you know what was inside of you, right? You know that when you, what, what was inside of you, you understand that, that, did you know it was the King of Kings, Lord? But then dude turned and said, but do I know what's inside of me? Like, like, sometimes we're so busy talking about how, and that's, that's what gets teachers and people like me in trouble because we see promise in people. And when you see promise in people, you like promises because when promises are kept, it's a great thing. But when you see a kid not keeping a promise to themselves about themselves or an adult not keeping promises about themselves, you start to go like, wait, don't break your promise to yourself. 
See, I can catch us all in, in a promise we won't keep to ourselves, right? How many of y'all make New Year's resolutions? How many of y'all made one? One, two, three. Yeah, yes, just it's three. Three out of this, folks. And it's usually less than that, y'all. Why, and why don't we make them? Because we break them. If you won't keep a promise to yourself, why are you mad when others don't keep a promise to you? That's what I said. That's like, it's not even Campbell's soup. Most people go, mmm. So I apologize for high-fiving this. Y'all were saving it for that one. Okay, I got it. Okay. I was holding it in for one. Oh, and I'm not telling you to go reach out and get you a great, great, big, uh, I was about to call it restoration. What is it called now? I don't forgot what it's called. New Year resolution. Get you a little one. Just say I'm going to be a little bit better every day. A little bit. A little bit better every day. But, but again, when we, start the, when we set up a climate of promise breaking to ourselves and then say, I'm not even going to try anymore. We're, we're understanding that. And I, and I love doing this to teachers. It's like, now, well, you wonder why your kid has quit or the kid in your class? How are you going to tell them when you're the same way? And they haven't invited me back to that particular school. <laughs> but... Is the truth, right? I can spot quitting because my biological father quit on me. And my, my coach, when I got to college, he quit after one year. My pastor, the first one, quit. And God says, why don't you spot faithfulness? Just because you can look for it doesn't mean you need to keep looking for it. I know. I felt the same way. Do I have to say it out loud, Lord? So, so we look at these parts and say, I'm going to present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. So God wakes you up at 4 a.m. Let me tell you, that's a sacrifice. All right? Now, if God tells me to stay up to 1 a.m., that's my sacrifice. 4 a.m. I ain't got a problem with. In fact, I love 4 a.m., but let him say, hang out till 1 a.m. Play a card game. <laughs> I just don't like to sit there and fellowship like that. All right? And he said, that's why I'm asking you to do it. All right? You got to find out new parts of you. I don't want to discover. All right? And so we have to look at those things and saying God wants us to present ourselves and become a gift because there are other people waiting on the other end. So never allow the enemy to do that to you. What may look like nothing to us could be everything to someone else. What you think you are as nothing is, could be everything to someone else. Just your simple still moving, just your simple still going, just the fact that you still you, that you still get dressed, you still take care of yourself. I, I know that, oh, uh, uh, Jai, the, uh, the lady from this, the mentoring group remembered what you did when you pulled the girl's hair out. Not on purpose. We're doing an activity. She had these really long braids, and part of this activity, you know, you didn't want to get hit by the rope or something like that, and uh, you've, you've seen that jump rope thing. Uh, we've done it before, and so she was about to go, and he grabbed to stop her from being out, and, and it caught one of her braids and pulled it out, and I thought, he and I are about to die. That girl spun around, and John was like... <laughs> And he was trying to hug her and keep her down. She didn't get mad. Nobody got mad. But the lady remembered uh, him giving the girl $20. 
that's what she remembered, the fact that he offered to pay back, not knowing the cost, not knowing what it did. He didn't mean for that to happen. So sometimes we can say we're sorry, but our actions may not. She remembered, that had to be, were you still in high school, weren't you? Yeah, that had to be a while back. Like, again, uh, again, we can say what we are, right? A lot of people know how to act like a good person. Very few people know how to react like one. We got to make sure that we are showing that our reactions are as healthy as the actions we claim to have. Have healthy reaction. You can have a bad reaction. You have a like rash. So, so it's time, uh, th- th- this time, fight through the things that appear to be ribbons, right? Appear to be ribbons and bowls. These things that appear to be ribbons and bowls but are actually chains, they, they're actually like bondages. They're not ribbons. They're not bows. If you've tied yourself up in a hurt and you've tied yourself up in a hate, that is not a ribbon and a bow. That's actually a chain. And just because it's wrapped around you and got you packaged in, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's your gift by keeping everything bound up inside of you. So I believe a lot of heart attacks happen because of things that are inside emotionally that can't get detected until someone speaks. Right? You got to go, get that speech. You got to give that moment. So we're, we're, we're teaching folks how to open up and use their voice. Right? Use their voice. And marriages, that's, that's, that's kind of tricky with the ladies' marriage. I'm just saying, y'all don't like to use your voice. You like to send signals to a man who doesn't pay attention already. And you want to send some signal. We've been working all day, and you want to send a signal. (sighs) We go like, yeah, I'm tired too. (sighs) Let's do that together. I don't know what that means. That means go get dinner. No, no, not in the English dictionary I have. (sighs) Don't mean go get dinner. (sighs) Sounds like you've been watching Nat Geo Wild too long to me. Use your words <laughs> softly. I got to make sure we say that, right? Softly, right? Because some doors, if you close them too hard, you forget you may have to walk through them again. All right? So use your words s- softly. S- softly. Amen, ladies? Amen. Thank you so much. That is a grudging gift that I just received. Uh, I'm able to do it. And, and, and men, uh, for you. Pay attention. And let me be let me be flat out honest. It ain't that we don't know what they want now by now. We know what the grunts mean. We just have refused to obey them. Some days we need to take a hit for the team, okay? So y'all don't leave a past up here by myself. Hey, Amen. All right, I appreciate y'all so, so doggone much, right? Tell me, I was getting Christmas trees out the garage the other day. Zechariah chapter 8, verse 9 through 12 says, This is what the Lord of hosts says. Let your hands be strong. You know, you who... You who now hear these words spoken by the prophets who were present when the foundations were laid to rebuild the temple, the house of the Lord of hosts. 
For before those days, neither man nor beast received wages, nor was there safety from the enemy for anyone who came or went, for I had turned every man against his neighbor. For now I will not treat the remnant of this people as I did in the past, declares the Lord of hosts. For the seed will be, will be prosperous, the vine will yield its fruit, the ground will yield its produce, and the skies will give their due. To the remnant of this people, I will give all these things as an inheritance. So we're the remnant. We're that remnant that's left over and God wants to bless us. What used to be closed, what used to be broken, what used to be family members hating is now going to change as we walk in what we can walk in. Right? We walk in as a gift. Now what, what used to be a desert land, what used to be a dry place, here comes the water in the form of you and I. We show up as the water. We show up as living waters and, and begin to give that. And that dry place is no longer dry anymore. Those things that were once broken are now starting to be fixed. Family members are loving one another because the gift has finally showed up. And again, if I showed up with wrapping paper, which I used to get really upset about because I'd watch my wife pour into this wrapping these gifts only to watch my kids when they were little play with the paper. more than the actual gift, right? You ever had somebody just play with you like you were paper? I know, y'all. I know, I know. I've been preaching this since Tuesday to myself. And they go like, here, we're going to take all your effort. We're going to take your kindness. We're going to take your niceness. And we're going to just leave like you did it with nothing inside. Again, like in a church, we, we tend to not want to deal with emotional hurts and pains. We just want to make sure our surroundings are good. Right? And some of us are wrapped, all of us are wrapped in a way that we can unravel with one pull. Right? And I'm saying, add some more tape to your gift. Right? I said it's about this one friend of mine, this one uh, lady, she's, she's uh, real stern is the nice way to put it. Actually, she's just mean. And, uh, and I remember we were talking, and, and she'd gotten into some issues at, at her work, and she was, she was crying, and, and I was talking to her and just comforting her and prayed with her. Uh, and we just prayed right there in front of everybody, right? Uh, I've never heard someone, actually, I have heard someone, she cussed right up there with the best of let me say it that way. And so I figure if you can cuss out loud, I'm going to pray with you out loud in front of everybody. You know, we're going we're gonna to do that. We're gonna, you can't kick Jesus out. And, um, and I said, man, I remember, man, you made me audition for this friendship. I had to audition. Like, you, were, you know, it was work to talk to you to get you to open up. And she, and she, was, she, she told me, she goes, yeah, I didn't like the fact that you were happy. No, that ain't changing. Uh, and I said, well, this is, she goes, I realized it was a gift. It's your gift to be that way. But I don't, I didn't like it. I didn't like gifts. I didn't like gifts. Men only. How many of y'all don't like getting gifts? Four out of six dentists can't be wrong. <laughs> so like the two, Nicholas Milton said, bring it. We don't, and I don't know what's wrong with us. I don't know why. 
Man, I love it once I get them, but I'm like, man, what did that cost you? Like, can I pay you back? It was a gift. I know, I know, I get it. Katie point. See, and see, that was the difference. See, when I call out the ladies, he didn't point once, but Katie's like, he raised his hands. He raised his hands, right? You don't like getting gifts. So if you don't like getting gifts, sometimes we struggle to be one. So I don't, I have to stop that. I am. I'm asking for all kind of stuff. I got some more stuff I'm going to add to the list. But, but and here's what I also believe, that, that each and every one of those little three darlings back there, and I know they're paying attention as their mom is over there, but I believe they pray and believe God for doors to open for increase to come into our family. There are things I'm doing this far into December I've never done before. Just to bring in what we need. Now, that doesn't mean I'm the only one going to work. That means the whole family is. Make your children... Ask your children to pray, right? So that they don't feel like they're not a part of the income that comes into your house. Because they understand that God would be our source, right? And, and they all understand, well, we all work for God too, so God, do it. Now, he may have the expertise and skills, but God, we have the faith to believe for you to give it that opportunity. So I'm excited about some stuff. I had these workout shoes that I really want. But I, I won't go spend it on myself. Jair will tell you, he'll, he'll, he's good about uh, treat yourself. He, he knows how to do it. He knows how to treat himself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. The other two are very humble. They, you know, Miracles always ask for books. You know, Justice now gotten a little bit more because he's into guitars and all that stuff. But, but my boy King, which is his middle name, loves to treat himself. Treat himself, and, but then I notice he likes to give big gifts, which frustrates me. He, he gave me these shoes. I, I know, I know. I'm just talking about being a gift. He gave me these shoes that I've wanted since the 90s, but I would never purchase them because the price was higher than the 90s. And when you have to order something to get in line for online, when you have to get in line online, that's too much line. I can do it without them. I can study from far. And he got them, and it's like, y'all, I, I, when I wear them and I take them off, I put them back into the package. The little shoehorn that came with them, back in the, you go to the house now. It's set up. It's set up. That's a gift that got love on it. And it costs a lot. And, and I want you to be extravagant with your gift. Be so loving. Be so kind. I want your gift to be the brightest thing that anyone opens about you. Be so expensive. So that's the one thing that, that what, what I want people to understand this. And even, and I'm, I know I'm giving you guys stuff. I'm going to be telling principles. But, but, but a lot of times you tell people, pick up the heaviest thing in your life, which is responsibility. Responsibility, everything you can pick up is because it's to respond with your ability. That's sometimes the heaviest thing that you can pick up. If it's too easy to pick up, it's not worth carrying. 
Anger is too easily picked up. Fear is too easily picked up. Sadness is too easily picked up. It's not worth carrying. But responsibility, huge. It's heavy. Heavy. So when we come to Jesus, it's important that we allow old things to pass away. All right? There are many experiences in our past that can make us feel like we shouldn't be wanted. So why offer ourselves as a gift? But God has redeemed us from what happened to us and made us a part of what he did. So don't hate you. All right? Say, I love you. All right, everybody together. I say, I love you. Me. Okay, period. All right? You know, like they sign, me. God, love me. Quit comparing yourself to other people. God didn't call us to compete with one another. He called us to complete one another. Right? And just calling that part of putting us together. So the very thing that you hate, someone would give anything to have. I just hate my husband. That ain't what single people say. They want a husband. I'm not saying they want yours. They want... They want one they can hate. That's <laughs> However, if you choose to hate, <laughs> if you choose to hate you, they may feel there's no hope for them. You imagine how people, you walk around and you're talking down about yourself. They wishing if they could just have what you have, which means if you don't like what you got and they don't even have what you got, man, they, that's hopeless. And just the, just the fact to tell you that people are hurting we're in the, uh, I'm in a gym with this other, this other guy I've known for years. He's getting ready to leave, but we start talking about it. He was in the military. He's talking about PTSD. And so I was sharing the book stuff with him, like emotional pain and hurt. And, and, like, uh, and we just start talking about how, and he's, he's, he's a black man. Um, and so we were talking about how we don't like to ask for help. We don't like to go get help. And he's in therapy now getting help. But, but like we've been working side by side. As we start talking, we ain't work out no more. We talked the whole time, took up spots. You know, people wanted to work out. We just sitting there talking. And he was like, man, he kept getting up from his seat. You know how y'all doing? Mm. And we say something. He's like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was sitting through. That's exactly what I was going through. I've been having that stuff pent down. And, and when we understand about counseling and grief, and, under, and I'm not telling you just to go sit under somebody. He found himself a Christian person, somebody that's going to follow the word, that's going to follow the spirit. But he said, I need to make sure it was a lady because they're going to call me out. I was like, I'll call you out if, it's, <laughs> if that's all you need. <laughs> you need someone to call you out. And what I deduce from that is because um, he may have had family that babied him instead of told him the truth. So I needed that. Needed that. I, I say, uh, just, just be ready for what God wants to use you to do. And he knew scriptures. He was listening to Bishop Jakes on his phone. That's the cool thing about the gym. You can see what people are listening to. And he was like, I just heard this. And he was just saying, and we were just going back and forth. But that therapy part... Right? The Bible says meditate on the word day and night. That therapy part. See, if you won't do it, you need to go get it. The vital that we learn every day from above, right? James 1.17. I almost forgot the main verse. This is the last verse. Every good, James 1.17. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, 
coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, with whom there is no change or shifting shadow. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we would be a kind of first fruit of his creation. So first fruit, obviously a representation of tithing when the first fruit. The Bible talks about bringing the first fruit to God, to the church, to temple. And he says he wants you to be a first fruit. He don't want you giving your second fruit. He don't want you giving that 50% off fruit. Y'all seen those? If you ever looked at a 50% off fruit, you dare not eat that the way it is. You can use it to juice. But like, you know what I mean? Like you squeeze the apple and your thumb keep going. But, but we all have soft spots, don't we? Thank God you use this used fruit. And we got to quit trying to be perfect. So there's nothing more satisfying than sharing your gift and seeing others receiving what God is uh, doing through us. There's nothing more satisfying than that. And that's the faithfulness of God. So let faithfulness be your ribbon. Let truth, let honesty be your ribbon that you will be tied to for the rest of your life, right? Two things you get to do, right? You're going to have a chance and you're going to have a choice. I say, what are we going to do with our chances? What's going to be our choice? I don't get to be with everyone for very long. I don't get to be with loved ones for very long. But while I am here, I'm going to choose to be a blessing to each and every one of them. Amen? Amen. You guys bow your heads. Let's pray. Father, we just pray. I thank you for your word. I thank you for challenging us, Lord, not to hold in so much, but to surrender to you. The best gift that we could ever give is our surrendering to you, Lord God. And Father, I just want to come to you empty. I have too much. I have, I have so much stuff that's inside of me. But Lord, I just, I just want to come empty as my offering to you, Lord. And I know you prefer me that way because I know what you are going to do is help me to be more like you. And Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus as we were speaking today, if old wounds came up and old hurts came up, I pray, Lord God, for healing. I pray for restoration. I come against any form of condemnation or guilt or shame. I pray in the name of Jesus that there will be a confidence of God. Thank you for bringing me through. Now, Lord, reveal to me who you're bringing me to. Help me, Lord God, to be the person I need to be. That, Father God, I know on the inside of me is something great. I know, Lord God, that, that, that I know now that inside of what you've blessed and, and birthed in me is the very thing that's called to deliver me. Deliver me. Lord, I just thank you for the power of deliverance. I thank you as we're going to go and be a gift to each other. Strengthen those of us, as myself, who talk too much and want to give a quick response. Help us to be slow to speak. Help us be patient. Let others just have their say. And Lord, we'll stay and be a gift by listening. We thank you, Lord God, for your purpose. We thank you for your plan for this season that we grow in it. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, so man, so, so glad to see you. So glad you were born. Um, yeah, and glad all of you were born again. Uh, we got some uh, juice for you guys that I've made. It is an immune booster, but this time it's got pomegranate in it more. Um, and so we give you guys some of that and some hummus. 
a little spicy. So ease into it, all right? We love you guys. You're dismissed.